This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to the Mandalorian show. We're on the fifth episode of this weekly show, and I'm joined today by my mom. Hi. Who's doing, Mandy? Whose name is also Yvonne, in case anybody wants to know. So, to me, she's mom, but to everybody else, she's Yvonne. So, so we're going to talk about Star Trek. Yes. You excited? Very. Yeah. Very excited about (laughs) Star Trek. Of course, I would be. I've been into it since '66. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you first started watching it back on what was it? CBS back then, right? Uh, NBC, I think. Okay. 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 Um, but I'm not too sure about that. I can't remember because I was just six years old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we started uh, watching it. It was an amazing yeah. show. It um, it captured all of our attentions was kids because well, we had an alien. Mm-hmm. Yes, Spock. Yeah, we had an alien who was the first officer. We had a Japanese actor as yeah. a pilot. We had a Russian who would come in during the first episode. They're and all, uh, They're all greeting you. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chekhov who came in. Um, and then there was the greatest character. Uh, a lot of people will say, no, it's not. That's Spock. That's yeah. Kirk. Yeah. Whoever. But we know who you think the greatest one is. Yes. I have two greatest ones. Yep. I have two of them. Uh, to tell you the truth, my favorite character is actually Sulu. Our helmsman. Our helmsman. Yes. And I loved Uhura. Uhura. Yep. Michelle Nichols opened the door for women, for yep. girls. We didn't have to just think that all we could be was mommies, school teachers, and nurses. Well, you know, when I was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to really love James T. Kirk. And don't get me wrong, I still love Kirk. Yeah. But now that I'm an adult, I have a deep appreciation for Yahura now. Yes. Like, I think she's probably my favorite. Yes. Now, you know, but like when I was a kid, of course, it was Kirk. Because, you know, Kirk always oh. saves the day. Yeah, you know? Kirk saves the day. So you along know? with Spock. Spock was the captain, favorite. you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that I look back, I'm kind of like, you know, I think Yahura is probably the really, like, the coolest. coolest. Mm-hmm. Oh, we already got some suggestions. Hey, chat, tell us, who's your favorite original series character? We got Bones. Bones, yes. yes. Yes, Bones. He's... I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, then he does the one with the the rock. <sighs> yeah. Well, it, isn't he the? Doesn't he wind up with Spock's katra in his head? Yes, he does. <laughs> he, 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 that's in the um, search for Spock. The, right. The, yeah. yeah. The 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 search for Spock, <laughs> and he's got yeah, he's got Spock <laughs> in his head. Yeah. He wants so Spock in his head. So, you know, it's so funny because McCoy and you know, Bones and Spock have that animosity relationship. Like, they love each other, but they hate each other. And it's just perfect that Bones winds up with Spock in his head. Well, it, you you go on about that. But, uh, you're saying that, <laughs> but it's also that Bones brought it up 
And the next generation's very first episode with Data. Yes, that's right. Because he's, it's DeForest Kelly's last appearance mm -hmm. before he passed away. He passed away. And he's this, what, hundred and some year old man in Admiral. In, in and a, in a, he's, yeah. Data is showing him all around uh, the the new Enterprise, the 1701-D. Yeah. And then he's so precise with everything that Bones is like, this is a great comment. Are you a Vulcan son? Yeah. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a tribute to both Bones and Spock on yeah. that one right there. I really love this comment here. Whoopi Goldberg said that Yahura was how she knew black people would make it to the future. Yes. Isn't that yes. incredible? Yes. Also, really cool thing. Whoopi Goldberg absolutely adored Yahura, and she got in Star Trek, Correct. too. So mm -hmm. it's really cool yes. to kind of, like, get the And, of course, Whoopi Goldberg's coming back for season two of Picard Car. as mm -hmm. Guinan again. So yes. that's a really cool. So, yeah, and I love Whoopi Goldberg. I always have. And yeah. uh, having her on Next Generation was amazing, too. Because yeah, I, I really love great. her species. I don't yes. remember the technical term for them. Uh, but yes. they're called, uh, one word they're called is the listeners. I don't yes, remember the, the listeners. species' actual name. No, I, I don't remember that either. But, but they are just so cool. Like, yes, you know, they listen. They listen and, like... Unlike the cues. Well, what's interesting, too, is her species and race are massive plots to the Borg storyline. Yes, they are. Because, you know, they they were escaping from the, the Borg Borgs. and their home world got hit. When they went into the Nexus. Yeah, exactly. When they went into the Nexus. And then the Nexus, that whole thing is brought up in Star Trek Generations. Mm -hmm. So Guinan species actually has a big input in a lot oh. of different things in Star Trek. And, of course, um, the iconic episode Time's Arrow. Yes. You know, with... Yes. Uh, when they go back in, in time, time to Mark Twain and yeah, they meet San, Dinan, San yeah. Francisco, they meet uh, Mark Twain. Yeah, uh, Jack London. Yeah, exactly. Jack London is long bye-bye. So yeah. we've got uh, two great American yeah. authors. Yeah, in that episode. Also, this is a really great comment too. When you think about Takai's lifetime, he was in an internment camp to be in front and center of Star Trek, which is so true. Yes, I mean, yes. He was in a Japanese yes. internment camp, camp as a child. Mm -hmm. And now he's become one of the most famous pop culture icons. Yes. You know. And yeah, he has spent the rest of his uh, older life now talking about the internment camp to make sure it never occurs again here in the yeah. United States. Well, anywhere. you know, that's where I think I, I want to go, Ashley. Thank you, Backyard Tardis, for bringing that up. Because I think we're going to go into Star Trek and its social constructs. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. that is what Star Trek all, is all about, really, when you stop and think about it. Especially with Gene Roddenberry's idea is talking about things going on in our life now and addressing them in a science fiction kind of way. Well, see, that's what science fiction is so wonderful about. Science fiction, I have yeah. read this once, it's a quote, I don't remember who did it, yeah. but science fiction is the ability to discuss things in today's society which are confrontational. Exactly. And I, Star Trek does it. I mean, they did, have done it all the time. The the first lesbian kiss, the first biracial kiss, the first, uh, um, the civil rights, the idea of uh, uh, termination of your health. That was the planet Gideon that did that one. Yeah. Where they mm. were so overpopulated. Original series, right? Right. That's yeah. an original series. That, uh, great episode. Uh, there's also the, the episode, I mentioned it on Rose podcast too, but there's an episode where one is white face, black face. And right. One's black one face, is white face. One is uh, white faced on the left side mm -hmm. and, and 
black-faced on the right side. Because I mentioned that on uh, uh, Rose Star Trek podcast, Rose from uh, Scare Scuttlebutt, right. is that that is showing prejudice yes, and hate and how they, they fought against each other and wind up wiping out the whole race because they killed each they, other. Yeah, they were the last two They were the last, last two, two alive. So it's that and thing. that particular episode has such a huge impact on me. I can... Yeah, I remember it to this day. It was, yeah, it's it it's, was a it's probably one major of my impact. I wouldn't say it's my favorite episode, but it's one that I really remember. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people do not like that. Like, episode. I think it's I think it's because it's too close to home. Really, yes. I think that's why. I yeah. think it's one of those things like it's in your face. Like, yeah, yeah. this is what's going on. Yes, and it shows. But it's really impactful. Like, I think you only need to watch that episode once, mm -hmm. and it sticks in your mind. Yeah, well, like, that's yeah. yeah. I've seen it maybe two, three times. I've only seen it about once. And that it, it impacted me so mm -hmm. much that I was like, how can anybody be so stupid? Yeah. That's all I could think of was talk about stupid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that's what um, the original series has a lot of is these bottleneck shows. Yes. Of what they're called bottle shows mm -hmm. is that the, each bottle show has like a message or something. In oh it. yeah. I mean, Take, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you have some of your way out there episodes like Spock's brain, which we won't, we even, won't even talk about. We Spock's won't brain. even talk about Spock's, Spock's brain was, I don't know why like they came up with the that worst one. episode ever. Yeah. yeah. But we won't go there. But, uh, you know, I think, yeah, like every episode was very much, yeah. yeah, this is great comment by Dragon Buddy. Star Trek was great at bringing up underlying issues in a way to make you think exactly. Mm -hmm. yes, like, that is did. definitely the original it series. Did. And in a way, I think that also carries on into the other ones um, yes. as well. Yeah, they, they, they did a few episodes about... Uh, hey, Hectolorian. Um, what am I trying? Mind control. Yeah, very they much did so. a lot. They did well, a Well, like I said, I think, I think like that. that's the thing with Star Trek is even the original series, but also it carries on into... Yeah, Next generation, deep space nine. Yeah, that, that one's one that Enterprise did go on into yeah. everything. The they, kind of idea of lessons of some type I'm throughout. Sorry. Yes. Um, but like so, all we have to talk about is, um, you know, another classic one. But this is a next generation episode. Is Measure of a Man. Yes. Which is about is Data truly a person? person. You know, and that's a really is good he episode. a being? Is, is he, he a, a being? Yeah. Is he a sentient being? How many lights, Picard? Yeah, that's a good episode. Do you remember that one? Which one? How many lights, Picard? You remember that one? He's <sighs> captured by the Cardassians. Yes, yes, yes. He's being tortured. Yes, and it's and, showing him. It's... And he keeps and he keeps saying there there's a four lights, but the guy keeps yeah. saying there's five. Yes, yeah. and uh, they show Picard is being naked, which is exactly what you would do when you're yeah, torturing somebody. Yeah, it basically somebody. shows the dehumanization yes. of torture. Yes, they, that, yeah, that would yeah. definitely show it all that the fundamental. And then there was the one with Riker, mm -hmm. when. Is that frame of mind? Is that the one? Uh, I think so. He's in the insane asylum. Yeah, that's frame of mind. Yes. Yeah. That was a that, wonderful episode. That episode creeps me out. Yeah. Like, but it's a great episode. But going back to Measure of a Man, yes. Measure of a Man is, I think, one of those really important episodes because, number one, it's important to Data's character development, which yes. Data, to me, I personally think Data is one of the major, major characters of Next Generation. Yes, he is. I really do. Yes. I think him yes. and Picard are like, to him, Picard and Riker, really, I think, are the two major ones. Major ones. Major. Um, but after, like, but that is such a big character development for mm -hmm. Data. For Data, because episode. he because does that point. And I think it's a season two episode, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's either be. season two or early season three. And, yeah, it is, and, it is, in uh, case the chat doesn't know, the basis is, is that a Starfleet officer comes and has orders that he can dismantle Data. Yes. And you know, figure out how to build another one. 
But the problem is, is that data has no say in this. And well, data finally says, no, you're not going to do that to me. And the guy, the Starfleet officer, whose name escapes me, yes. is like, well, too bad I have orders to do it. And there's this tribunal. Yes. And Picard is sent to represent Data. To, and, and Riker is the prosecutor. And yes. basically to discuss if Data uh, is actually... Probably the most um, important sequence in that is when Riker actually deactivates Data. Yeah. Like that scene when he deactivates Data. And... Picard just thinks, oh, my God, I've lost it. Yeah. You know, and Riker's face in that yeah. instant is like, I feel like absolute shit, shit. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like and it's it's such a great episode. And like just that scene, that episode is just so perfect. And like Picard fights tooth and nail and he gets it through. Yeah, he gets it through that data is a person, a being and that they had no right to dismantle him. And data was given the right to say no. Exactly. And he was given the right to say no. Like, he was like, yes. Thank you, Dragon Buddy. His name is Bruce Maddox. Yes. 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 Bruce Maddox also makes an appearance in Picard later on. Yes. So, very cool. Yeah. Um, but yes, Maddox. Yeah, so that's yeah. a that's a really good, like, emotional one, if you guys. Yeah. Like, well, I, uh, if we go back, and, and we go back to TOS, which is where I want to head back to. Okay. The original is, series. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got some such major, major shows but let's have a look at the naked time. Oh God, naked time, which is redone by Next, Next Generation, Generation called the Naked, naked Now, now. Which has Data having sex with Tasha Yar, <laughs> and it, it is a <laughs> which is somehow referenced throughout yeah, Next Generation. It's, it's referenced throughout Next Generation. <laughs> All of the seasons, I think, have some sort of mention. Oh, Not we got Row here. Okay, yeah. and then okay. Uh, the other one that we have, um, this is uh, season one, actually, and um, the Galileo 7. You can't be uh, a Star Trekers, uh, Trekkies, definitely know the Galileo 7. Yep. Because Spock is in command of the space shuttle and it crashes. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great episode. It's a great episode. It shows, it actually shows the prejudice towards Spock yeah. mm-hmm. and all these people. Mm-hmm. But how Spock actually shows he is a commander. And yeah. They did need to respect him yeah. for his decisions. Mm-hmm. And he, he did great decisions with it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, they're talking about Tasha Yar right now. Yeah, Tasha Yar was wonderful. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Season one of TOS Space Seed. What was that one? Space Seed? You don't know who Space Seed was? Is that the Salt Lady? Khan! Oh, Khan, yes. Yes, this yes, is yes, when yes, we yes. meet Khan. Yeah, yes. Khan. Khan, when we first meet Khan, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, that is in season one. Yes, great episode. We got a great comment. Yeah. Khan. Yes, yes, <laughs> Khan. Great episode. Um, anything with Khan. Anything yeah. with Khan is going to be great. Yeah, that's really cool because that goes into the eugenics wars mm-hmm. you know and that does talk about things that we do worry about is the eugenic yeah, war because the eugenics war in star trek takes place in the 21st century i, believe, mm-hmm. so our I think century. so yes and it was basically these genetic humans but these people kind of thought they were superior, superior. like yes. khan does like khan. khan thinks he's superior uh khan is a superhuman 
Yeah, very much so. so. And that's, that's why eugenics gets banned, banned by Starfleet mm -hmm. is because of that whole And thing. that's what is brought forward into Star Trek DS9. Yeah, with Julian Bashir. With Dr. Julian Bashir. I love how they all they interact. They go you know? with one another. They did a great job of bringing up the stuff from TOS yeah. and putting it into these other things. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we also have The Devil in the Dark. What's that one? Do you remember The Devil in the Dark? This the I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. With Horta. Basically, it's important because it shows that life isn't just based upon. Yeah, because the Horta, human. the Horta was literally a rock. It was literally. Which, for rock. any Star Wars fans out here, we now have a rock in Star Wars too called Geode. So, <laughs> so now, so now Star Wars has a rock just like, you know, Star Trek. Yes, but we also have another rock. A brand new Star Trek, yes, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah, we yeah. have Little Rock. We what have a, Little Rock, who's a, basically a big rock. Too. It's a big rock, <laughs> but it's but a that little rock girl. Walks and talks, though. Yes, that Geo one. just appears out of nowhere in Star Wars. Oh, that's that's just really Star cool. Wars. But uh, to have a little fun with you, yeah. Um, George, um, Star Wars. George Lucas. Yeah. Yep. George Lucas said that. Star Trek paved the way for Star Wars to be created. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry then says, Star Wars opened the door back up for Star, Star Trek, Trek to continue, to continue and continue. to grow. Yeah. It's so cool that those two, like, there was no rivalry between Gene. Like, some people think there's a rivalry between Star Trek and Star no, Wars. There's no rivalry. Which there isn't, because the two creators are actually like, no, you inspired me. No, you inspired, inspired me. me. Yeah, you know, so. so it's a cool little connection between Gene Roddenberry and yes. George Lucas. Yes. And, of course, all of us as fans. Yes. But the original series, I think, is very cool in the way that it sets the tone for star trek like yes. we have this we have the ship with you know mm -hmm. all these different types of humans and you know we got spock alien you know who, and you know it sets the tone that humanity has moved beyond its prejudice this, and you know all that, that kind of rigmarole stuff. that we have you know mm -hmm. and they go forward into the future sure. and we're all like hey you know and that brings us to episode uh, season two, TOS, and Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Of course, Great Mirror episode. Mirror. Yeah, it's first. still, everybody loves it. Um, the Mirror Universe has uh, extended to pretty much every single Star, Star Trek. Trek. Um, DS9 was, really took advantage DS9 of it. DS9 really did with with evil kira who i loved mm -hmm. evil kira was great yes, I, evil I kira think, was great um it also goes in i don't think voyager had a mirror episode same with um voyager next no i don't no. think voyager did. um enterprise did where hoshi's like badass evil yes. <laughs> she becomes empress so yes. she becomes empress which is awesome yes that, that and, is a good one you know and so. then, but yeah, um, there's also a lot of mirror mirror in the comics and books. Like, mm -hmm. there's a whole I don't know if you know about this, mom, but there's a comic series, yeah, all about mirror mirror next generation, no. yeah. And like, Picard has like this goatee. Oh, god, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that one, and it's yes. just so awesome. <laughs> but it's like, it's like next generation themed, it's like the mirror mirror episode it's we a, never got, so, yeah, so it's a really cool comic, it's a cool one. Uh, after that is uh, Doomsday Machine. Remember what Doomsday Machine is? That's the planet. Oh, the planet eating. eater, uh -huh. where the, the the dumb captain. Which I have to admit, this is the biggest mistake ever. So that captain was an Commodore. Idiot. Commodore. Commodore. Whatever. This is Commodore Matt Decker. 
Commodore Matt Decker was an idiot. He's like, okay, I got to save my ship. So I'm going to put everybody on this planet. And then it gets eaten by the, by the planet eater. Like, yes. really? why didn't you keep them on the ship? Yeah. <laughs> but there's only one person left on the ship because that's still around. And it's uh, Commodore I know, Decker. Because it's Commodore Decker because he's an idiot. Well, he's also suffering from mental I don't know. Shock. No, he, he is. He, he was he, an idiot. No, he was an idiot, but he's also <laughs> suffering. <laughs> this also brings us up to a little bit of mental in, uh, illness. PTSD, yeah. Yes, this guy was totally But the reason he has gone. PTSD, though, is because he left yes. those people on the planet, which yes. is stupid. Yeah, man, well, th that was a dumb thing. That I guy was an idiot. Yeah. He, no lie, he was listed in an episode yeah. of Dumbest... Starfleet officers. <laughs> I saw that on a YouTube video, and I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely yeah." <laughs> Kirk does take care of the situation. Yeah, Commodore Decker. He winds up dead. He winds up dead. Doesn't he go on the planet again? Yeah, he goes in with yeah. a uh, space shuttle. And yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. cat's paw. We won't even discuss. That's the Halloween episode. Yeah, this is a really good um point that Roe brings up here. It's yes. a classic tale of Captain Ahab and the whale. Yes. Really yes. much so. Moby Dick. Yeah. Yes, he had quite a uh, very much a literary yes, it was. Aspect to it. Yeah. Yes. That uh, Cat's Paw, that was the Halloween episode. Which is terrible. It's, it's terrible. Don't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> I, Mud. Great episode. Funny. Mud. Star Trek. Mud is um, one of its best with Mud hilarity. is also brought back in uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yes. yes. So he's, in a he's always. Couple and of then, of, of course, season two brings us to one of the best. Trouble with Tribbles? The Trouble with Tribbles. Yes. Trouble with Tribbles. Okay. I got a question for everybody here in the chat. If you had a Tribble... Would you keep it or not? Because they produce very quickly and could take over your house. So my question to you is this. Would you keep a Tribble knowing they will overtake your house or not? Even though they're super cute and fluffy and, you know, and they purr. And even Spock was not immune to their charms. Yes, Spock had one. <laughs> he loved it. Like the Tribbles, you know. So yeah, say in the chat if you would. Like if you would. Have, oh, God. So Rose already got an answer. No, they would not get a triple, even though they produce so. That's quick. a Klingon. We got a Klingon. We here. got a Klingon here. Yeah, yeah. we got a Klingon. Bro, you got to be a Klingon if you don't want tribbles. Yes, because <laughs> remember, Klingons don't like tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I do have to go back to season one because I forgot one of the most uh, okay important episodes. We got we got another answer first. Oh, yeah, just like Gremlins. Yes, and I will make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. you will. <laughs> And we got Lunar Girl saying, no thanks, I have enough to take care of. Uh, we had a Tribble. Would they be better served fried or grilled? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Tribble tastes like. I, I, I don't know. They're awfully hairy, though. Yeah, they are. But I, I, I'm, I, I, well, to continue with this, DS9 did the wonderful wonderful um tribute is it wasn't it for the 25th anniversary i think so or so i can't remember but it's the trials and tribulations yes which brings DS9 and guess to... who brought a triple back in time to ds9 and overtook deep space nine it was odo, odo. he wasn't even you know he got <laughs> caught up in with the triples and of course <sighs> ds9's trials and tribulations is where we've heard about the Great, great Klingon 
war battle with the Tribbles. Yeah. With the tribbles. We hear that from Worf himself, oh, that yes. there was this great war battle Battle-ball. against the Tribbles on Kronos. Yes. Was- just think about that. <laughs> A bunch of Klingon spiny triple. <laughs> and, and, and what was Odo's remark to him? Oh, another grand chapter in Klingon history. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can tell. Yeah. What our favorite show. By the way, are. we really do have a Klingon. We do? Yeah. See? Yeah. Kerpla. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the quote Wharf. We don't like to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> not like to talk about the battle with the, the Tribbles. Oh my. The Tribbles were, of course, we all know back on TOS what um, Scotty. Scotty does. He beams all the Tribbles from the station onto the Klingon ship. Just before it enters warp. And then they bring it back to Kronos. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you wonder. How many get popped? Is that the ba- no? That couldn't have been the battle. Okay, never mind. I'm it's on Kronos. Is yep. the battle? Yeah, the battle. So, so Kronos, clearly, so. the Tribbles get out of control there. Yes, they. Well, yeah. And there's this great Klingon battle. Well, can you imagine those out. things? <laughs> <laughs> it's like because remember, Bones says they're born pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Classic. Classic Star Trek episode, which is revisited in Deep Space Nine. Right. In classic. Trials and tribulations. Yes, it's a classic. Uh, their humor. Yeah, very much. They, so. they, they had such great humor. I mean, episode. just that scene where Kirk is standing there and he opens the thing, thing and, and all these tribbles, tribbles fall down on him. And he's <laughs> covered in tribbles. And he's covered in tribbles. And remember, they were dead tribbles. That, they were dead tribbles. There were a few still alive. There were still a few alive, but they were dead tribbles. They were tri- but yeah, still, he gets covered in dead. tribbles. Yes. And, uh, I, I got to take us back to the t- uh, uh, season one for okay. TOS. I forgot this one. Let's go. The greatest episode. Uh, uh, so many people believe this is the greatest episode ever in a TO, uh, in a Star Trek. The City on the Edge of Forever. Yes, The City yeah. on the Edge of Forever with Joan Collins. Oh, this is classic. Yes. Um, in the chat, uh, let us know if you've seen that one. It's really, really, I, I think it's probably the best. Yeah. It tells us what would happen if interference. Yeah. If some, uh, the timeline, how it would change if we interfered yeah and one person because um what's really cool about that episode is they time travel because something happened to bones and he was disoriented and he went through the the, the gates. i don't remember I what happened the pillars or something yeah he went through the the portal and they go back into world war ii yes and oh they're back into basically yeah they're in uh, world war ii and, and uh kirk falls in love with this woman edith keeler who is joan collins yeah and come to find out she has to die because in some weird like butterfly effect mm-hmm. if she lives nazi germany wins right so it's this whole like butterfly effect which yes. even a minor person can have an effect on the huge large-scale thing mm-hmm. and so kirk has to stop bones from saving her life and let her get hit by the car and killed even though he was deeply in love with her deeply in love with her and devastated but it was just like it had to happen because of the butterfly effect so yeah as uh it's it won several awards including the writers guild of america award for best episodic drama uh on television in 67 (laughs) and the hugo award for best dramatic presentation in 68 so slashing through they're still talking about the triple war (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can see that one yeah but yes, the uh, that episode was the best, mm-hmm. and it's it's considered still to this day the best episode of Star Trek. Yeah, by far, by far, by far, by far. 
Okay, now we can go on to uh, 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 yeah. Good luck picking next episode. Mm. Well, well, there's the Tholian web in uh, season uh, the three. Tholians, yeah, yes. which we never really see. No, and there's um. Well, there's also the Romulan encounter, but I don't remember what that I don't remember that, that one either. First encounter the Romulans. Yeah, there's, there's actually so you know much what? Let's it. go on a little side trip. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll uh, we'll do a little side trip. Hey. We'll talk about Star Trek villains. Khan. Yeah, we already talked about Khan. Romulans. But, you know, we got some great villains. So we got Romulans, we got Khans, we got Klingons, we got um. <laughs> Cardassians, Cardassians, we the, got the uh, Dominion. Yeah, at, at one point in time, people actually thought the Bajorans were the bad guys. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, we got so we got the Borg. Yes. Oh, you know? don't forget when they were trying to make um. Oh God, quartz people. Oh, the Ferengi. Yes, they yeah. were trying to make the, the Ferengi, Ferengi yeah. these evil yeah things. That, just, yeah, that, that just didn't work. They're they're, they were better as profit monkeys. Um, there's all of the DS9. Yeah, um, like I said, and then um, Voyager, you got the Kazons, you got the Herogen, the Borg, um, and of course, in Species, whatever that was. I don't and know. your your hated one. one that you oh, hate. the Vidians, I hate them. Oh, yes, the Vidians. the Vidians. And of course, Enterprise, you got Cindy, mm -hmm. and the whole Time War. Yeah. And, and they had, well, Klingons weren't very... The, the Klingons weren't friendly, no. And no. uh, uh, Romulans weren't. I, I don't think. Either. I don't know if they. No, they did. They met the Romulans at the very end, and uh, um, that didn't do well. Yeah, but like, who is your favorite Star Trek villain? My favorite Star Trek villain. If you're to pick one of those villains groups, who would you pick? Ah, thank you. Species eight four seven two. That's thank you. That species. I couldn't remember that. Um. My, my favorite villain. I've never thought about my favorite villain, but I think it might have to be the Romulans. Ah, the Romulans are such great villains. I mean, the Romulans have always been antagonistic from the very beginning. Like, we encounter them for the first time in Star Trek, of course, mm -hmm. in the original series. series. The Romulans had just appeared again after hiding all those years behind the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and Kirk and them hadn't seen them in what a hundred years or something like that. They hadn't been around. Yeah, uh, the um, Picard hadn't seen them again. Yeah, and they show up, and yeah. you know they're just these little paranoid boogeymen. Yes, you know. they're very they're very paranoid. <laughs> um, but then I think the greatest thing is when you find out in TOS that the Romulans, well, shared the same ancestry. As Vulcans. Vulcans. Yeah, that's a really cool little that's thing. That's a little cool and, thing. And like I said, the Romulans are really cool, I think, because they're like these little subterfuge. And what's really cool mm -hmm. is, even in modern Star Trek, mm -hmm. in Star Trek Picard, the Romulans are the bad guys again. again. You know, you've got um, this offshoot of the Tal Shiar, which is this extremist group. Yes. And they're like even wackier than the full Tal Shiar. I mean, they're still the Tal Shiar, but they're the Tal Shiar. And they're still the bad guys causing crap and chaos. They've infiltrated Starfleet. I mean, and I just think the Romulans are such a cool... I think they're a really cool enemy because they're about subterfuge and hiding amongst the darkness. And, you know, they're little cloaked ships that they're always hiding. And they're, they're so paranoid. There is uh, the... the, the uh, yeah. uh, in TOS, there's the episode where uh, Spock... Get, uh, well, he has fun with the Romulan commander who was... A woman. 
Think about that, Mandy. Yeah. A female commander of a starship. Yes, back in the 60s. Back in the 60s. Yeah. Okay? And Spock convinced her that he was all crazy about her mm-hmm. just so Kurt could go and wipe him out. Get the get the uh get the cloaking shield. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. one of those things like like I said, I think Romulans are really cool. I think my personal favorite villain, I mean, because yeah. Romulans are great. Yeah. Um, but I think if I were to pick one, mm-hmm. I think the Borg. Yeah. I think the okay. Borg because they're scary. The like Borg are nightmares. The, the thing about the Borg that is so nightmarish is that they pretty much like rape you in a way. Yes. Like it is a total violation. Yeah. Well, we of, see that with uh, Picard that it was a total rape. Also with flashbacks to seven and nine as uh-huh, well. And with seven and nine. Um, like I think they to me, like you got the Romulans on the one side with their subterfuge and paranoia, and then you got the Borg on the other side, and the Borg are just truly scary. Yes. Like they take every bit of your humanity mm-hmm. and or strip whatever it, or you whatever are. you are, Vulcan, whatever. And they strip it from you. You are, you know, nothing. You yes. know, you just become like this machine and this hive mind. And like, I think to me, they're the scariest. Like, to me, they're my favorite villain too because they're just because of the scare factor. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much every species is creeped out by them. Even yes. the great Klingons are like, ooh, you know. Yeah, they're creeped like, out. Even the Romulans are. Yeah, scary. you know, that's they're... what I mean. Like, they're just one of those species. A grouping that is just like, and of course, in Voyager, they really expand well, the whole board. Uh, look what line. you say, uh, is on Picard, yeah. They kill Itchen, who was a Borg for his, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they really the Romulans again are, yeah, it's it's this whole thing, like it's like I said, the Romulans and the Borg kind of go hand in hand, especially mm-hmm. in Picard, yes, because they have this deep hatred against synthetics and yes. like. Again, you know, going hand in hand, Borg and Romulans once again. Okay. So yeah, so you see. Yeah. For you, Klingon fans. For you, Klingon fans. Yeah. Yeah. Worf. Worf. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, there we go. I had to bring him up because of his, you know, his Batleth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, uh, Star Trek had a, uh, has a habit of taking everything from TOS and bringing it forward and following oh through God. with it. He wouldn't mind meeting up with just 7 and 9. <laughs> I don't have 7 and 9, but I do have... T'Pol. T'Pol. Yep, we do have T'Pol. Okay, yeah, T'Pol. Uh, yeah, T'Pol. Yeah, these are part of our my mom's Hallmark collection. So. She's got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think where where I want to go from now. So oh. we talked about villains. Okay, okay, captains. Let's talk about captains. Janeway. <laughs> you didn't even get. You just automatically said Janeway. Hey, I love Kirk. Okay, I love Kirk. Okay, if you were to take all the captains into battle, yes. Who do you? Th- well, not really battle. Maybe not battle. Battle's too easy. Battle, you would need Kirk. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You need Kurt for you battle. No, Kurt hand, for battle. hands down. Or maybe Janeway because she's she wiped out the board. I, I mean, know. come on, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's yeah. badass, it's Janeway. It's, it's, she yeah. took out the board. Yes. What is it? What is it? The saying is, um, 
have coffee. I defeated the Borg with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, yeah. her coffee. Uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But no. Janeway. Yeah. So your favorite captain's Janeway. Janeway. Okay, yes. tell us why Janeway. And in the chat, please let us know what your favorite captain yes. is. Yes. Um, why do I love her so much? Yeah, tell me why you love Janeway. Because about Janeway? she's very decisive. She's... Uh-huh. She she listens to what everybody has to say. Yeah. And she thinks about it and met, but then when she makes that decision, mm-hmm. it's made. It's done. Yeah. You don't have any, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should maybe no. She's done. She's straight out. Okay. And her crew is number one. And it doesn't matter that it's Maquis and or uh Star Trek. This is the quote. Captain Catherine Janeway. Coffee. The finest organic suspension ever devised. It got me through the worst of the last three years. I beat the Borg with it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. We also got one here. Yes. Janeway as well. Yeah. I mean, Janeway just, I mean, she well, you just. Know, like, for me, it's Janeway too. Like, yeah. I just, you know, she's just so. She is just like. She's got compassion. Mm-hmm. She's got strength. She's got independence. She's, you know, she's got all these good values and emotions right. all into one as captain. Yes. Like she has the best of all of them, which yes. I think is what makes her so great. She, like she's got, she's, she's battle strong. She's science strong, huge science strong. Yeah. She knows her ship inside, inside and, and out. out. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no part of that ship. She she, well, know. she's crawled through everything that's there she's yeah. been through it like i i really think it's Janeway. like yeah i have to say like and of course kate mulgrew yes amazing actress amazing i mean actress. she just oh janeway's just just you know, yeah i now, mean I, I, for I, me I, as a small girl yes. you know like i've probably told this story before but like i dressed up as janeway for halloween one year when i was yes. a little girl i think i was like five yeah five or six five we, or uh, six we were all dressed up yeah and yeah. i was dressed as janeway because i yeah. love janeway even as a little five-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, and someday I definitely have to meet Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, yeah. Someday I got to go to con. I, I, I think it was <clears throat> pretty wonderful that we were able to go to a con and you, we did meet Garrett. Yeah. Who played Harry. Garrett. And we met Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Who Lee. played, uh, um, and, uh, the cute story that I can tell you about Mandy and Jennifer. <laughs> I think I was four. No, you were about six, five, or six. Five, yeah, or six, six okay. five or six. And, uh, we went into the women's room and there's Jennifer in there and she pats mandy on the head <laughs> and i was talking just to told her me how adorable i was uh, yeah right? yeah yes. she did and she was just nope. you know love talking <laughs> to mandy and that was uh yeah yeah was uh that was that's the only star trek convention i think we've ever been to yeah because all the one. rest of them have been out of state but um yes uh gemini gemini did see um brett spiner yes once yes. but yeah so i think janeway though overall janeway i think is you know mm-hmm. yes yes you've heard my nickname yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's mandy <laughs> did i did i give that away yeah that is my Sorry. nickname Sorry. So you guys can call me that now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Once, every, it, this always happens though my mom says the nickname and then everybody starts calling uh, me mandy so. <laughs> that's what i'm used to calling her except when i'm mad so. now <laughs> I am going to talk about one more captain, though, yes. because I think this this man needs to be talked about. Yes. 
we've already talked about Kirk, but this man needs to be talked about. And I think we got to talk about Jean-Luc Picard. Okay, let's uh, face it. He is the ultimate. He is yes. another yeah. fantastic you, captain. You can't put him in the same category with Kirk and Janeway because there's just <laughs> something different about Picard. He's just He's very, uh, yeah. uh, like I said, uh, Jean-Luc Picard is, I think, he's up there as, yeah. like, he's, he is, like, well, he's dad's favorite captain, yeah, he, for example. Yeah, yeah um, he's my dad. dad's favorite. Um, and he is just amazing. He is, again, you know, oh, we actually have our Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc? Yep. And he is just I think what's great about him, of course, again, wonderful actor, Patrick Stewart. I mean, Shakespearean um, actor. Uh, and he is just phenomenal. He has played Picard in all of Next Generation, the movies, mm -hmm. and now in Picard, mm -hmm. where he's still incredible. I mean, that guy, yes. you know, I watched I watched the full season of Picard. I don't think you've watched it no, all yet. No, I haven't. Um, but I watched the full season, and it's just... He, I'm just having a little trouble with the newer shows. I know. You're having trouble grasping the newer, newer shows. shows yeah. Yes. Which we'll probably talk about a bit later. Yeah. But, like, um, the, th the thing is, though, he is just, he's just, I mean, after all these years of not playing Jean-Luc, he goes right into it. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like he just picked it well, up again. It was like, okay, I have seen this scene from the very first episode, the pilot. Yeah. And he goes to see Riker and Deanna and they just pop right back into the roles. It's it's, yeah, it's it a phenomenon incredible. to see. It's incredible, um, yeah. To watch them go from being themselves to right into their roles. Yeah. They can do that. Like so much. I think I think John Luke Picard, what makes him really strong is this is my personal opinion. I don't know mm -hmm. if you'll agree with me. Sure. But like the first two seasons of Next Generation, Picard's okay. Mm -hmm. But like I think he really develops really in season three leading up to best of both worlds yes, he does. and then of course with the whole board with the board like, episodes that's... i think that's when he really and i think that's because patrick i think really got more of a chance to shine right. more with yes. his acting i think they finally allowed the actors to yeah create their themselves in like a way, card you know? becomes this i don't know he's just like like he become like he loves his crew and you see that like mm -hmm. there's a scene and it's an episode, and it's from Data's Day, which, by the way, Data's Day is a fantastic episode okay. that everybody who has not seen that episode needs to watch Data's Day because it's fantastic. Yes. But um, if I remember correctly, Data's Day, we find out that Picard goes and visits every newborn baby. Yes. And it is just, you just see that little sweet hint of humanity where he's there with Data looking at this new baby oh, that's born on the ship. See, at, at first, you we're we're told that Picard is cold and aloof when it comes he hates to children, children and, and like children. all this stuff. Yeah, and that's all. I'm and then you just got that moment, mm -hmm. and Picard's just smiling, looking yeah. at this baby, yeah. and it's just like, yeah. and you just sit there and you go, "Oh my God, can this guy get any sweeter?" <laughs> like he goes and visits every baby, you know, yeah. like, and so you you just, and then of course you know Picard Day. Remember when the kids celebrate yes, Picard, Picard Day, Day and they yes. have all the you know yeah. they they did all. And that what's so stuff. cool, by the way. I don't know if you you haven't seen this clip. I don't think from Picard unless I've shown it to you. Yeah. But Picard goes into a vault basically at Starfleet where he holds some stuff, mm -hmm. and in his vault is the banner from Picard. Is the banner? Day. He's kept it. He's kept He's it because it. it meant so, so much, much to him, him because those the kids gave it of, to him. Yeah. 
Yes. And uh, like I said, Picard's great. There's so many great Picard episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. we got, you know, him with the Borg, um, mm-hmm. his... He's really coming to terms with it with his with his family, family, and yeah. the episode yeah. family, family. Um, with his brother. Yes, with his brother. Great episode. Um, we also have a really good Picard centric episode in um, I think it's called the Inner Light. I think is that the one where he lives the full life and like twenty five minutes or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Picard though develops so much in Next Generation, and like I said, we could. Well, we also see Picard as a child. Yes, and Whoopi Goldberg in Rascals. Yeah, where we see Picard and, and Riker <laughs> pretends to be his dad. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and that was with oh, like that was a great episode. Yeah, it like showed said, the we, humor. In we it. really saw a lot of development with um, Picard. Yes. Like we see, him, and what's cool too is we get to see him take time with each crew member. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's a scene in one of the episodes where. Um, um, Data is doing a performance of Shakespeare, and he Picard's sitting there watching him, you know, Mm -hmm. and giving him critiques on acting Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's just like you see these little moments, and it's just like that guy was just so great. Like he he was not just your captain; he was your friend, you know. Like, and I think that would have been such a great relationship. And no wonder the crew was so loyal to him because he he also. Promoted the idea that you didn't have to rule with an iron fist. Very much so. He does not rule with an iron fist, you know. And he's, I like it. I like Picard too because he's very diplomatic. He's a mm-hmm. more diplomatic yes, captain. He's, a diplomatic. he's not about going in, you know, fighting unless it's the board, of course. Yes. But he does go in. And when he goes in, he's good. I mean, good. he got the Picard maneuver, for yes. example, you know. Yes. Um, which is referenced from his time on the Stargazer. Stargazer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, he's just, ah, oh, just. Yeah. Think, he's yeah. he's a superb captain. Picard is somebody that he, he is. I would say Picard and Janeway are the best captains. Yes, like they are to me. They've had the most development time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about Benjamin Cisco, but I kind of like talking about Benjamin Cisco more as like an emissary kind yes. of thing. Which he's, he is he's the, the emissary, emissary in, in Deep Space Nine. And I think that's a whole nother little. He doesn't really become captain until a number of years into yeah, DS9. Yeah, because he's a commander. But um, yes. I think I think that would be, like, really, I think we could talk about Deep, Deep Space Nine and the Bajoran mm-hmm. thing in a whole separate episode. episode. Because, yes, you could. You because could that. that is very deep into the lore with the prophets oh, and the emissary mm-hmm. and the paw race right. and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, I think we will. I think we'll have another episode sometime. Okay. And we'll talk about Deep Space Nine. Deep Space and, Nine is and, a... Deep Space Nine all by itself is a special, special... It's a special, special show. I think it's because it's so different from the other Star Trek yes. because it is a space station. When it when it first came on, it wasn't really well received. Yeah. Um, we're, we're used to having the Enterprise. Yeah. And now we're stuck on a space station? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's it totally different Totally concept. different concept, totally different idea. And we had a lot of civilians yeah, um, he had to deal there's with. There's a lot of civilian characters. You also the space station orbits Bajor, mm-hmm. not too far from Bajor. Is it, well, it's it it's by the wormhole. Remember? Yeah, Kira moves it over to the wormhole. That's right to guard it. Yeah, yeah to guard it. But it's right. Sure it's right near Bajor. Yeah, it's um, by near Bajor. So it's it's a completely different Star Trek. But mm-hmm. I will say this: Deep Space Nine is incredible. Yes, it is. The writing is fantastic. And here's a little trivia for you, Mom, in case you didn't know. Yes. One of the writers for Deep Space Nine, his name's Ron Moore. Do you recognize that name? The name sounds familiar. He wrote and created 
Astros, the new Battlestar Galactica series. Ah, but his first okay. start was on Deep Space Nine. So he was on Deep Space Nine. Yes, yes. yes so that's a little trivia there. That's a trivia. Yeah. Yes. You can see that they go from sci-fi to sci-fi. Yeah. And, and by the way, last show he was working on yes. is Outlander. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Fantasy. Let's go there. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, uh, Deep Space Nine, again, great show. Um, yes. Like I said, I think we could have a whole discussion on um, Cisco and the Emissary. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, DS9 is the actually the only show that gives us a look at religion. Yes, very much it, so. Actually, I think yeah, religion I is a major part. It's the only part of Star Trek that really delves yeah. into yeah. religion. And that's because of the Bajorans. The Bajorans who are highly religious. Yes. yes. And worship the aliens in the wormhole. That's the gods. Yeah, the anyway. gods to them. The prophets. Anyway. <laughs> the prophets, anyway. And I have to admit, they're cool little um little pods that they open up and can see stuff. Oh, what are those things called? I can't remember now what it's called. Remember, but uh, Cisco the, looks the orbs. Of, of yeah, the, the orbs. The orbs. orbs of the and the, or when like that, Cisco yeah. opens it up, he goes back in time to when he first meets his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that's so cool. Like I said, uh, there is a. Well, we will do a separate discussion on yeah. Deep Space Nine. And DS Nine has to be the, done all by because itself. it's its own little. Actually, you, you could actually do each one of them on their own because each one. Yeah, this is a really good point. Don't forget on TNG Mask or Chakotay on Voyager. Very good point. Point, yes. Voyager, yeah, Voyager does deal with a lot of religion with Chakotay. Chakotay, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in Voyager, we also have Tuvok. And his which, Vulcan beliefs, yeah. Yes, and his meditation times mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, So, but done much yes. better on DS Space Nine. Yeah, yes. religion is done really well on DS Space Nine, yeah. just with the Bajorans. And we also get a little bit of Cardassian belief. Yes, we get well. some of that. Well, that's with the Kira and the... The man who thinks that's his daughter. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, man. fantastic episode yeah, as well. But like episode. I said, we will discuss DSA's line in its... I Like I said, I think that needs a whole episode on its own because oh, it's God, so it's... different from the other well, Star Trek. Well, it had so much going on in it. Well, like I said, it's also, to me, I think it's the most different of the Star Trek. Well, we also had the introduction of... The Dominion? No, uh, no, a trill. We didn't know about trills well, before. Well, remember, there is kind of... Um, don't forget, the Trill first make an appearance in Next Generation, remember? There's that episode Which one? with Beverly falls in love with this guy. Oh, okay, okay. And okay, then okay, okay. he, and, you know, yes. and he was the, he's the first introduction of the Trill. Yes. But you see, they were going to do the same makeup like that on yes. um, Terry Farrell, but it looked terrible. Yeah. So they decided to do the leopard spots, yes. and, and that's what made the Trill iconic the way they are. And but the, it, the it gave spot. us a, a different type of alien. Uh, Dax, I could do a whole episode on Dax. Dax yes. Like that. Dax. Dax is my one of my favorite Star oh, Trek God, characters yes, yes, of yes. all time. Like I love Genzia Dax and Ezri Dax. And yes. like I could just sit there and talk about Dax. Yes, and Mandy will let you know that my favorite episode for DS9 is in their last season. The baseball episode. The baseball yeah. episode. <laughs> God, I love that episode. Yeah. Because in that, Genzia has died. But in a trill, they carry on the memories the abilities of their former yeah person and esri isn't athletic at all but she's on the baseball team and she's got hit this ball is hit by a vulcan and it's going pretty good and esri says jadzia take over yeah and she does this awesome she does this flip. awesome flip catches the ball <laughs> it's awesome yeah she's climbing Such halfway up the wall and you know 
So we also have some comments here about um, things here. So uh, here's a comment. TNG yeah. is a series that I gravitated to. It's what brought me in and nothing lives up to it in my view, which is yeah, that's that is the way so it true is. because Next Generation is iconic yes. and its storyline, I mm -hmm. mean, from season three to season seven, you can watch pretty much every episode and not be like, oh my god, that was terrible. Oh god, Genesis is one of my favorites. Ah, season seven. Classic. Yes. yes. Here's another one. I could do a whole episode on just the Doctor. Yes, yes. Doctor yes. from uh, Voyager. Yes. Which, yes. you know, ah, uh, Yeah. That the doctor is just ju just him uh, doing all of his, especially when he got to the ability to move around the ship and go off. Yeah, the with the um the emitter there. Yeah, the emitter. Then they stick on. Him. Yeah, yep, that oh, was he's great. Now I you notice him. on Prodigy they don't have that on Janeway. She can't leave the ship. No, that's true because the Janeway. Yes, on Prodigy, um, Janeway is on there as a hologram. As a hologram. Yep. So if you haven't seen it. It's a pretty good show. It really is. Dharma Kinjalad at Tanagra. Yes. Yes. That's a great episode. Yes. A great episode. Like, that is... That's a really good one. Do you remember that one, Mom? Mm-hmm. That's the one where he they can't talk to each other. Yes. And they go on this planet. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, they're having to learn. And finally, Picard learns the language. language. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. I Like I said, Star Trek yes. is something so iconic. Yes. That, uh, you're right. Uh, backyard... Curtis, yeah. Uh, yes, they, uh, they, 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 well, they all kind of started off a little. That's rough. the thing. Like, I think every Star Trek kind of starts off yeah, a little. Even rough. TOS did a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, like Next Generation really starts off rough, and then yeah. it takes off. Yeah. Um, DS9 starts off a bit rough, yeah, then it takes off. off. Uh, Voyager started off rough, takes it's off. off. I mean. Even Enterprise, like season three of Enterprise, is actually the best. Is oh, the, yeah. Well, season three and four are really good. Yes, yes. Like, I mean, season three, the Zindi storyline is yes. like so good. And like every week, you're like, oh my gosh, what is Archer and the crew going to run into? Like, what's going to happen? Like, because this, you know, the expanse was like this mm -hmm. terrible part of space that was like space all screwed, screwed up. up. Well, and, let's like, let's say let's just put it this way: zombie Vulcans. Yeah, zombie Vulcans <laughs> is scary. It's scary. Yeah. It's, uh... Like that's the thing. Like I think every Star Trek is like yeah. personally. Like for example, Discovery. Mm -hmm. I watched season one of Discovery, and I just did not. It did not grab me. Yeah. Now maybe it would now. Maybe this later seasons. Maybe. maybe it's picked up like Star Trek's known to do. Yeah. Where it can be, you know, kind of mediocre in the beginning, and mediocre, then it, you know, and then flies then you go off. off. Um. So yeah, in the chat, if you guys have watched Discovery, has it picked up? Because when I watched that first season, I did not like it. No. Um, but I loved Picard's first season. Yeah. So. But uh, like I said, I've had a little bit of problems. Yeah, you've had a little bit of problems. You you personally feel like it isn't Gene Roddenberry's no, vision. It's, yeah. To me, it's not Gene. The the new movies. Um, with, well, um, yeah, we don't like the new movies. I, I, I can't even deal with those new movies. That's not. That's. I don't know what that is, but it's not Gene Roddenberry. It's somebody else. Yeah. And, uh, I guess if they wanted to do a mirror, mirror uh, kind of thing, uh, but I'm not really, in, I, I've gotten sick of uh, mirror universes ideas and mm -hmm. dimensional, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, come on, get back to Star Trek. Yeah. I, I, Trek. I personally think, Mom, and I think this fully. Mm -hmm. I think Strange New Worlds, the new show about Captain Pike and his adventures on the mm -hmm. Enterprise, I think that is going to be the show that gets to you because from what I've heard of development, it's yeah. being made 
exactly like how Gene would have liked it. Gene would have liked it. Yeah. Um, well, I know that uh, his kids have gotten more fully. Eugene in, is more involved. In and it, so yeah. is Rod. Rod's yeah. gotten back into so, it. So, like, too. I really, I think the Star Trek you're going to like, I really think is Strange New Worlds. Well, I have like, to admit, I do love Star Trek Prodigy. I know it's a cartoon. I know yeah, it's 3D you, animation. You like the cartoon. But I yeah. love that. Uh, that episode. You still need to watch Lower Decks because that's hilarious. Yes, I know. Parody. It's a parody. It's hilarious. It's a parody. But yeah, I that's the thing. Like, I personally like to me, Discovery just doesn't have that feeling, yeah. that vision. No, I like liked that. um the first officer in the first episode, and then I liked the captain. But after um, that, Michael. I, well, Michael's captain now. You know. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I just couldn't now. stand the captain. Which I'm like, it's about one. time. Michael's been pretty I, much running the ship anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, I liked. You know, there's a characters on discovery i did like like you like tilly yeah i, I like quite a the doctor you know mm-hmm. uh there's the few. engineer yeah. yeah the engineer i like certain characters but i just couldn't get into the the storyline the storyline it, yeah. it mm-hmm. just that's what i mean like discovery is what's so interesting about discovery is you find people that really really love it and they're like oh my god discovery and they're even old star trek fans and they're yeah. like oh my god and then you have People like us that are like, yeah, it's okay. No. It's not really Star Trek. The but. thing is, is, Discovery is supposed to be taking this place around the same time as Enterprise with the Archer. Original. No, it's supposed to be taking place during the original series. Because remember, original Captain, series? Yeah, because Captain Pike's been okay. in Okay, okay. So Pike's in it. It's like before a little bit before before all. all it's the, before uh, Kirk has the Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah, and it's and before um, Pike's accident. It just. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, like I said, you know, um, we personally, you know, we think some of the characters in Discovery are cool. Like, Michael is an yeah, incredible character, I like and I, I I, absolutely love her as a character. Mm-hmm. It's just that, yeah, it's just the show just doesn't, you know, grasp me. Yeah. Now, I got really grasped by Picard. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed that whole storyline. Yeah. Um, I just haven't got You haven't gotten into it yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I have high hopes. The strange new worlds will yeah. be the Star Trek to get you because yeah. we got Pike coming, we got Spock, we got number one. You know, who's is played... number one going to be the woman? Yeah, you yes, know, um, okay. yeah, she's being played by Rebecca Ramogen. Yes, who was um yeah. in the original X Men movie. Okay, okay, um, okay. So she's she's number one, and we've also got um, Nurse Chapel's back, uh, Doctor Umbaka. Umbaka. Yeah, he made okay. a few appearances in the original series. Okay, I think I know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we have a... Oh, oh, that's another character that's on it that I forgot to tell you about. What? Or I might have told you, but you might have forgotten. You remember the blind Andorians from Enterprise? Yes. There's a blind Andorian that's going to be on the ship. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be good. Which... That's By the different. way, anybody here who hasn't seen the blind Andorian arc, I don't remember the name of it from yeah. Enterprise... But that story arc is incredible. Yeah, and it's it season four of Enterprise, and it's so good. Yes. I don't know why they had to end Enterprise. When I don't did. know why it either. Was, I mean, Enterprise. It was doing. It was going to uh, start the Romulan conflict. Chat, let's let's see. Uh, if you guys have watched Enterprise, your thoughts on it. What was so sad was what was planned for season five of Enterprise. We were going to have the Great Romulan War, which is mentioned by Kirk. Mm-hmm. And... They canceled it before the Great Romulan War, War. happened. Yeah. I'm like, really? We were going to see the Great Romulan War that Kirk mentions that, you know. Yeah, we even have uh, Trip has been uh, 
Well, Trip in the books is still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. And, and he's, he's been, been changed into a Romulan to uh, infiltrate. Yeah. Infiltrate. Like, oh my gosh, like that would have been such a cool storyline. Yes. And then no, they just canceled it. They just like, canceled it out of We never got the Great Romulan War. And that and... would have been a great Yeah. Actually, because... that that's one of the reasons why the the movies disappoint me so is because you had that great storyline right there. The Romulan War. Yeah. And here we go. We got a comment. Yeah. Scott freaking Bakula. Yes. yes. Archer. Yeah, like, I mean, we could have seen Cat and Archer yes. becoming the new leader, basically, of the Federation. Yes. And it was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to be Archer, you know, leading with this new alliance of Tellarites, Andorians, and Vulcans. Yeah, and we the... were going to go up against the Romulans. And yeah. it's like, we never saw it. No, we it's never got so to see it. It's so disappointing it. because Enterprise was the Star Trek that really got me back into it. Mm -hmm. Because um, after Voyager... There, there wasn't anything on TV, I don't think. Or did no. Enterprise just start up when... Uh, uh, I I think did Enterprise start up Enterprise right after Voyager Enterprise started ended? up right after And that's what I really, I really got into, because I was in middle school mm -hmm. when, Voyager, when Voyager ended. And oh, no, of course, she loved the theme song, and I'm sitting here... Yeah, you hated the theme song to Enterprise, <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, it's so cool! I'm like, no, oh, that's not a Star Trek theme song! What are they doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were like, no, no. But I loved it. And Enterprise just, oh, that show just grabbed me. Yes, like, every character. Hoshi, Trip, of course, is my favorite. Yeah, Trip you're just Trip. I love Trip Tucker. Yeah. Um, But yeah, here's a comment by Backyard Tardis. Um, okay. Unfortunately, the studio shifting and ended Enterprise. Yeah, and that's no. the really sad thing is sad, yeah. Enterprise got the shaft. I mean, people, Star Trek fans love season three and four, four. of Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Like, they are so talked about. Yes. And I think season five would have been incredible with the Romulan War. Yeah, I think it would have been and spectacular. It's, it's I really mean, uh, let's take a look at season seven of DS9. I know you want to bring that, uh, but season seven, we have that war with the... Um, the Dominion. The Dominion. And the Dominion War, yeah. I have never seen a scene like I they did... When they showed all those ships, all those ships, oh, all the Federation, yes. the Romulans had joined with us, the, the Klingons, Klingons were fighting yeah. with us. It was phenomenal it to was, see that. It was one of the best scenes. Yeah, ever, it was it's when one you of saw the, that. When you saw that, you just the Dominion like, yes. War conflict in itself is in fantastic. Yes, it fantastic is. character. It is. Um, you know, you got the Jim Hadar, whom we find out are addicted to you know the drugs, drugs. that they mm -hmm. give them that that milk yeah. like stuff, that milk stuff. Which and then is, you have the, um, I think they're the Vorta. Yes. They're those clones. Remember they're all clones? Yeah, something, yeah. But yeah. The, the one, never mind, I won't go into that We won't one. go into that story about yeah. the Ferengi killing the one. Yes. By <laughs> accident, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. And they needed him alive. We could do a whole, yeah, we could do a whole other topic about, we could actually do a whole episode just on Korg. <laughs> yes, and, and the Ferengi. Just, just on Korg and the Ferengi. And his brother and his Rom nephew. And Nog, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, oh, by the way, rest in peace to um, Aaron Eisenberg. Yes. Passed away, unfortunately, very young. Yes. yes. Nog. Lo love Nog. Love and Nog. And Nog made, in the books, he is a fantastic captain of a starship. He is. And that is he so is. cool. I'm so glad that Nog, in a way, lives on. If you yes, know I mean. he lives um, on. Aaron lives on, in a way, yes. um, through him. And uh, it was a great shock to everybody in the Star Trek community yes. when he passed away. It was. Very unexpectedly, due to kidney issues, he had kidney disease all his life, mm -hmm. and also uh, the new Chakotay. I may not like the movies, but 
but he really was not Chakotay. Um, oh, uh, Chekhov. Chekhov. Yes, he passed Chekhov. away unexpectedly as well. Yes. yes, in a freak accident. Freak accident. That one. And you loved his Chekhov. I loved his Chekhov. Yeah, I yeah. actually adored his Chekhov. He did that was a great like the, job. That was your favorite thing about that. Uh -huh. He was. I adored him. Now, <laughs> so I kind of want to end this really. Um, this episode because we're about an, an hour right now so i kind of want to end this episode about what kind of where we started with you her and michelle nichols yes um michelle nichols her, uh, her. just recently um she is she's retiring from going to conventions yes. now yes she's had a, a stroke and yeah, the dementia she's got vascular dementia yeah. um uh -huh. and michelle nichols not only you know created this incredible star trek character but she also impacted everybody um yes. there is a documentary on her on paramount plus which is really good and it talks about all the women that she helped bring yes. into nasa mm -hmm. including sally ride yeah and <sighs> she is nichelle nichols is an incredible woman and yes. i think just her presence alone has made star trek the great thing that it, it is. is yeah yes. nichelle it nichols is. is oh my gosh you actually saw her you actually saw Nichelle Nichols? Ugh. You are so lucky, Dawn. You are so blessed. Oh, she so is. Blessed. I, unfortunately, <coughs> she was at a convention here in Tampa. And I, unfortunately, had not saved up enough funds to go see her. Yeah. And I kick myself in the butt now all the time yes. that I did not go and see Nichelle Nichols. So, yeah. Dawn, you had a wonderful privilege yes. of getting to see her. Yes. She was a few feet away, but still, you actually got to see her in person. That is incredible. I would have. Oh, uh, that would have been. That was like my reaction when I saw um, Mark, Luke, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yep. Oh, my it, God. But Nichelle Nichols is just. Nichelle Nichols just being a little girl, and the only thing that you saw women could do was to be mommies teachers nurses mm -hmm. that's and you got to see this woman i'm, I'm not saying there's officer. anything wrong with that because there, it's wonderful for people to do it but it shouldn't be just women doing it, it yeah you know and here we got to see this woman and an officer she was officer she was on, on the, the bridge. bridge she had the captain's ear you know let's let's face she it head she, of communication she was head of communication she could sing and spot the 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 first officer would be playing his instrument so that they could sing she, she would sing with him she could she she could actually fly Okay, she flew the Enterprise because Sulu had taken off to go do something else. Yeah, I mean, I mean she was just... I I think Yuhura is something that you and I both really yeah. admire. And yeah. to, to end our podcast really on Michelle yes. Nichols and the wonderful, you know, like, um, there's a great story, which I'm sure all of you have heard about, where she was actually thinking of quitting Star Trek mm -hmm. and going on Broadway. Yes. And she gets a call from Martin Luther, Luther King, King Jr. telling her, don't go they're seeing a black woman on a bridge and an officer on television. And he yes. was like, just don't go. You gotta you know? be there. And Whoopi Goldberg is a. That little girl watching it at home, yes. you know? And, yes. and Nichelle was like, okay, I'm not going, you I know? Mean, and for all I know, maybe Nichelle is the reason why 
I enlisted in the army. <laughs> possibly, know? yeah, possibly. I could know? do something. I mean, she was, she was in a kind of military. She was military. Kind well, of military. she was she was definitely military when she pulled that knife on Mirror Mirror Sulu. Sulu. Yeah. yeah, Mirror Universe. Um, but that's so. what I mean. Like she is, Michelle Nichols is a treasure. treasure. And unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna have her too much longer because no. her health has declined. And I will be devastated when. Yeah. Check off and uh, yeah. when Walter and George and Michelle, uh, Miss Michelle, and, she is, and, um, and let's face it, Bill. Yeah, Michelle. Um, I saw pictures. I was, I had shown you these pictures. Mm -hmm. She was in uh, at a museum in New York, they yes. had a set museum, yes, and it was so cute because they had her at her station, station. yes, at her station, and she had her green. little hand, her hand up to her ear, yeah, doing and that. her hand up to her ear, and yeah. it was just so precious because, um, they said it was the last time, yes she would be on that, that bridge and, and it's just ah it was it, it got me teary eyed it yes. was like oh my god uh, I would, you know michelle she's, michelle nichols right there on the bridge and if we think of anything about star trek it's the fact that this was gene's vision that we could all do yeah anything that we could all do anything and because of people like george and michelle mm -hmm. and you know all of them on the bridge Yes. They're showing, you know, what humanity can be if we can put aside our differences, yes. you know. And, and don't forget what Bill, what uh, Kirk says about Spock. You have been. No. No? No. He says, of all the humans I've ever known, his soul was the most human. Yep. human. And I, yes, I have been and always shall be. That's what Spock says back to Kurt before he dies. Mm -hmm. Her friend. That's a line that I use all. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the future Gene told is all inclusive and a better place for all. Yeah, it yes, very it much is. is. And I think, I think that's something that makes Star Trek so different. Is and, this uh, kind Rich, of like utopia? Yeah, idea kind of utopia is that it, it's not perfect. Yeah, it's not perfect, but like. Humanity has grown beyond it. And Rich Berman actually said he didn't have that same vision, which is why the, the shows under him are different. Yeah. But yet they still have the they still message. have genes. Uh DS9 wouldn't have made it at all if the humans, the Bajorans, even our Cardassian and Ferengi friends and Odo hadn't all joined together mm -hmm. and the trills. Yeah. And you know, no, but that's the thing. Like that's the thing about Star Trek okay. is just you know species getting along together, humans, humans getting along together. You know, putting aside their differences. Versus. Yeah, we have a lot of differences. learning to communicate to learning one another to and listen to and what listen. each other says. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what Star Trek's all about, and, and that's, that's why we love Star Trek. Trek. Yes, plus that's cool why. aliens. Yeah, Vulcans. Vulcans, man. Can't you can't go wrong with Vulcans? Can't go wrong with Vulcans. <laughs> there are space elves, okay? Yes, which, by the way, yes, you know, we are all still holding out for first contact with Vulcan. Yes, when they do come, when they all come, when uh, they come. we just got to keep an eye on if a baby is born in Montana named Zephyr Cochran. Yes, because if that happens, yes. then we know it's coming. Come, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We'll know that one. Yeah. For sure. So. All of us Star Trek fans are awaiting first contact with Vulcan because we know the world will get better. Yes, it will be. All right, place. guys. So I think that's it for our episode tonight. Mom, 
Thank yes. you so much for chatting Star Trek with me and nerding Thank out you. and everything. Thank but yeah, uh, I will add to the schedule a Deep Space Nine episode. Okay. So we'll DS9. be back. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back. All right, Mom. Are you going to do our Live Long and Prosper? Live Long and Prosper. All right, everybody. Have a good night. We will be back on the 19th with yeah. a special Galaxy of Queers episode where we roast the Star Wars holiday special. We're going to be oh, roasting. God. Yeah, I'm going to make Gemma watch it. <laughs> Even though she doesn't want to, I'm going to make Gemma watch it. I'm she gonna... made me watch it. Yeah, I made her watch it. And uh, next week with Dawn, we are doing a episode on Fallout for the next Mandalorian show. So thank you all for joining us on Star Trek. Thank you for geeking out. We will be adding a Deep Space Nine episode, episode. Okay. To, the, to the schedule. So everybody, yes. live long and, and prosper. prosper. Don't Bye. forget, you got to do that. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>